You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of ACB Advocacy Update. Um, This week we're really excited because the content of the podcast is introducing you to our new, let's see if I can get it out in one one sentence, Um, one breath I should say, our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. I did it! Woohoo! So Clark, welcome. Um, I want to say your full name, but I know I'm going to mispronounce your last name. So why don't you just introduce yourself? Not a problem. Thank you, Claire. And as Claire said, my name is Clark Rockfall, and this is my first week with ACB. So thank you all for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have Clark join the team. Um, we haven't scared him off yet. We're not quite through the first week, so we'll see what happens. So, so far he's hanging in there. <laughs> um, yeah, so we thought it would be great to take this opportunity this week just to... Um, get to know Clark a little bit so you guys out there um, who are part of ACB will know who the new director is Um, and then you can call him and annoy him and ask him a million questions so um, so yeah we're gonna interrogate Clark a little bit get to know him Um, so I know you've just said your name but why don't you introduce yourself where are you from Um, what your favorite color I don't know just introduce yourself a little bit Absolutely. So again, my name is Clark Rockfall, uh, born and raised in Annapolis, Maryland, did undergraduate studies in economics and political science at Towson University, which is just north of Baltimore, Maryland, part of the University of Maryland system. Oh man, where to go from there? It seems like so long ago. Um, I worked with Verizon Communications and their public policy shop in Washington, D.C., um, from 2006 to 2015, and from at least the last two years, I was working in the public policy team for the National Industries for the Blind, NIB, and recently, again just this week, joined ACB. Uh, while compete, or excuse me, while working at Verizon, I was also competing as a tandem cyclist for the U.S. Paralympic national team, both domestically and internationally. Internationally, really? Where kind of, what kind of places were you at? Where, what countries? All the fun places that, uh, you know, if you watch sports on TV, you get to see cyclists racing. So France, Spain, Italy, um, three continents, 11 countries. Wow. Yeah. What was your favorite? Oh, my, my favorite new place that cycling took me had to be Italy. Wow. And we did several World Cups and World Championships events there. Um, and I was fortunate fortunate enough that I always had the flexibility and opportunity to extend my stay. Okay. So while racing, much like any other career, it's a business trip. Gotcha. So you get yep. to see you know, the hotel and then your office, the race course. But once the racing was done... We were going to be taking some time for recovery and rest, and I always opted to do that in Italy. That sounds like a nice place to rest in in Italy. Nice. Um, So you said you went to Towson for for school. Awesome. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what you did at uh, Verizon and what you did at NIB? Those were the two jobs you had mentioned, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so what did you do? So at Verizon, um, 
it was basically a legislative aide or legislative analyst. Okay. Uh, much like the uh, senators and representatives have on Capitol Hill. I was going to say, is that Capitol similar Hill. to what you hear on so the Hill? So yeah. all of the the grunt background and research and policy work for the House and Senate lobbyists. Nice. Trying to make sure that no issues, big or small, slipped through the cracks, uh, keeping them up to date on latest developments because they're always running around with their you know, their hair on fire mm-hmm. and just making sure that they had the latest information at their fingertips. And that was actually where I was first introduced to the American Council of the Blind. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. Yep, because Verizon was a, an integral part of the process to develop legislation for the 21st Century Communications Video Accessibility Act. Yeah. Uh, Eric, shout out to Eric, he played a big role in uh, getting the CVAA through Congress. So Absolutely. It's a, a one of ACP's babies, so yeah. Mm-hmm. We also have a great working relationship with Verizon, so it's great to have you here. Um, we can do a last shout out to uh, people like Zach Bastian, because uh, we work very closely with Verizon, and they're great, great um a great alliance with with the blind community. Yeah, so it's nice to bring that relationship full circle. Uh, And then my time with the National Industries for the Blind, I worked on their public policy team, uh, primarily surrounding employment issues. Since NIB, uh, they have about 100 agencies throughout the country, uh, 65 of which focus on employment of people who are blind through the Ability One program and the mm-hmm. Javits Wagner O'Day Act. Both uh, important things to talk about in future podcasts because stuff that comes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it was trying to put NIB and our agencies in the best position to be able to offer more employment opportunities and upward mobility uh, to people who are blind and visually impaired throughout the country. Nice. Very cool. Um, so, what is one awesome random fact we should know about you? Oh, man. One awesome random fact. Well, I already told you that I'm a Paralympian. I competed at the 2012 Paralympic Games. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, How did you do? I competed at the 2012 <laughs> Paralympic Games. That's pretty legit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, not... Not the race results that we were hoping for. Uh, four, but, man, you can still call yourself a Paralympian. Exactly. So. Four top ten finishes. Okay. Had a great experience, great journey along the way. Um, and, actually, I met my wife through cycling. Aw. So, hi, Greta. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, good. Good shout out. I yeah. like it. <laughs> how do you, um, as an aside, how do you guys get paired with in tandem riding with your sighted Peer, what I don't know if you guys have a term for it. Um, so when when it comes to tandem riding, a lot of uh, recreational tandem riders will refer refer to the person on the front of the tandem as the captain. The captain. But in racing, for whatever reason, we refer to them as the pilot. Okay. And then the person on the rear, I think, in both cases, is considered the stoker. I met my tandem pilot, the gentleman that I raced with for 2007 to 2015 at a U.S. Association of Blind Athletes 
Learning to Race Camp at the okay, Colorado so Springs Training Center. Okay. Exactly, USABA in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mark Lucas runs a, a great organization there, and a, another Paralympian and former competitor, Pam Fernandez, has been running those camps for quite some time now. So Dave was Dave Swanson, my pilot, was from Tucson, Arizona, and we both went to that camp, um, eyes wide open, racing and uh, training with other people, but we got along really well. Um, some people will call the tandem a, a relationship accelerator. You find <laughs> out whether you are highly compatible or whether you can't stand someone. It's like a, a relationship. You had an eight-year relationship with them. Pretty much, pretty much, and especially it. when you're traveling and paired up for competition you train together you eat together you share a hotel room you travel together and you get all of the emotional highs and lows and uh, you know exuberance and frustrations that come along with spending that much time with one other person fair enough yeah Um, so turning to your new position here, the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, we'll make you say that three times really fast. Right. Um, do you have, what are your hopes? What are your hopes and your dreams, Clark? What oh, are you, man. What are you looking forward to and that kind of thing? Not to put you on the spot, right. but to put you on the right. spot. I, yeah. <laughs> this feels like the, uh, the interview process all yeah. over again. <laughs> uh, My intent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, Right now, coming into uh, this position with ACB, my primary goal is to get up to speed as fast as possible because we have our legislative seminar. The LegSem, as I've been calling it. At the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So I just want to learn the issues and be a valuable resource uh, to all of our ACB members who will be in town. And going forward, you know, that. Claire and Eric Bridges, uh, as well as the rest of the team and uh, Tony Stevens have all been doing a lot of great work over the past few years. So I want to continue that work, but also expand on it and see what new opportunities might lie ahead. Great. So we're really fortunate um, at ACB to work in a whole myriad of different topics, which I've really had fun exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, we work with the Consortium of Citizens with Disabilities that cover Social Security and employment and education and technology. Um, and it's great because we all get the opportunity to work on all of those. But do you see any of those specific topics that you kind of really hold close to your heart? Like, for instance, you talked about employment at NIB, but are mm-hmm. there any specific topics you're excited to look into? I'm excited to work in all areas that expand opportunities for an improved lifestyle or greater personal expectations Mm -hmm. and even societal expectations for people who are blind. So whether that's increasing employment opportunities, but it would be really difficult to open the door for more employment in a vacuum. Yeah. Because if you don't have the transportation infrastructure to get to a new job, the new job really, it won't work out. It's not as much a benefit. Um, at the same time, 
Our community needs adequate education and training, so lowering barriers there. And once you are at that new workplace, you need to make sure that the work that you're doing and the equipment and technology that's available is also accessible. Um, so in my mind, all of these issues are interrelated. For sure. And obviously in employment, you know, we touched on that with NIB. Uh, while I worked at Verizon, you know, one of the largest telecommunications companies in the U.S., if not the world, accessible technology, lowering those barriers to entry uh, were all important issues. So I'm excited to work with you guys and bring all those issues together. Great. I love that, how you talk about how they are interconnected, because it's really true. So, great. Well, is there anything else you want to tell us about yourself today or your uh, your your hopes and dreams for the future? Or? <laughs> Um, I'm excited for this new opportunity and, you know, the, the last few years have been a whirl, whirlwind from ending my time at Verizon, moving out to Colorado, um, with my now wife Greta to race and train full time. Uh, we're both retired from competition now and have, we like to say, re-entered the real world. <laughs> I like um, it. Yeah. You know, with our two dogs. And, you know, nice little house, married, uh, just a bunch of changes in the last few years. So I just really just want to get my feet under me here at ACB, uh, waiting for Eric to turn off this fire hose that I've been drinking from and learning and getting up to speed. It won't go away for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So right now, again, just want to learn as much as possible and then see what, what opportunities are available and where we can go with this. Great. Well, thank you. Um, just a couple of shout outs to everybody. Um, this podcast will probably air at the beginning of the week right before legislative seminar. So the summaries of the three imperatives will be up. So that's on autonomous vehicles, issues surrounding diabetes, and Medicare um, action toward low vision um, aid devices. So make sure you check out those summaries and we'll be talking about them at uh, the legislative seminar. Also, um, as Eric and I talked about last week, and we want to continue to um, encourage people, if you're not a member yet of ACB, please check it out. We'd love you to be either a member of your state affiliate. We also have some awesome special interest affiliates, like I always like to bring up the attorney affiliate because attorneys are awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, We also have membership at large, so if you just want to be part of ACB at large, that's a great way to get involved. Um, So if you have any questions, um, you can can check out the membership link right on our website um, at acb.org or you can always call us and as we um, always want you guys to do if you have any advocacy issues you can always go to us at advocacy or email us I should say email us at advocacy at acb.org that's advocacy at acb.org and Clark this is your first time but we always like to end by saying keep advocating so thanks everybody we'll see you next time You've been listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. For questions and comments, email advocacy at acb.org. Learn more about the American Council of the Blind by visiting us online at www.acb.org.